During this year's legislative session in Albany, state lawmakers approved legislation to update New York's laws governing flood risk disclosures during the sale of private property. For more on the legislation and the issue more broadly, we're joined on the Capitol Press Room by Joel Scatta, an attorney who works on water issues related to climate change for the Natural Resources Defense Council, which gave New York's current flood risk disclosure laws a failing grade. Welcome to the show, Joel. Thank you, David. Thanks for having me on. So for starters, why is this an issue the Natural Resources Defense Council cares about? That's a great question. So flooding due to the impacts of climate change is becoming more severe across the United States. And when someone floods, their house is damaged in a way that makes it very hard to inhabit. And there's broader implications too in terms of missed work, the health implications due to mold growth. So when someone suffers a flood, it's really devastating to their life and livelihood. And what the Natural Resources Defense Council is uh, looking at it through is the lens that climate change is making those floods happen more often and sometimes become more severe uh, when you see bigger rainstorms or the impacts of sea level rise. And so we want people to be informed about the risks that they're going to be facing. And one of the best ways to do that is for them to get that information at the time of sale. So when they're looking to purchase a home, just figure out, has that home ever flooded before? Because a home that's flooded once is likely to flood again. And one of the best ways to find out that information is through the seller. And so that's why the Natural Resources Defense Council, in conjunction with other partners, has been pushing for better disclosure laws across the country and including in New York. Well, under existing state law, what is a property owner required to disclose about the risk of flooding when selling a property? And what sort of risk of flooding actually prompts the state requirements? Under current New York law, um, and NRDC, in conjunction with the Sabin Center for Climate Change at Columbia University, gave New York an F for the quality of its disclosure law. And that's because under the current law, a seller basically can pay a loophole to avoid any form of disclosure, whether that's considering flooding or other forms of disclosure. And that is very problematic because it means that New York buyers aren't getting the information they need to protect their families. And so right now, if you're a seller, you can pay a $500 penalty, basically, if you fail to disclose, but that's really used as a a way to avoid disclosure. And we found that about eight in 10 sellers actually take advantage of that penalty to avoid disclosure at all. And so that means that buyers aren't getting the information they need, and it's very problematic in the state. And so that's why we worked to really try to change that by pushing for better laws in New York that would require sellers to disclose to home buyers a property's flood history and flood risk. And under the current dynamic, does a buyer have to agree to accept a $500 credit in lieu of a full disclosure, or is the decision fully up to a seller? The decision is really up to the seller. The buyers really have no recourse if the seller refuses to provide a disclosure. At most, the buyer could just walk away from a sale, but given how difficult it is to find real estate in New York and how tight the market is, most buyers won't do that because they won't even realize that they're not getting those disclosures until they're too far along in the process and almost locked into purchasing the home. So it's really important that this happened well before a buyer is locked in through a contract to buy a home. And so that's what one of the things that the um, Assembly Bill of 1967 does is it removes this $500 credit as well as provide much more detailed information about a property's flood history and flood risk. Well, yeah, what would require a disclosure? Is it simply the case of, yeah, when it rains, sometimes our basement will get some water? Or does it only get triggered if, say, you live in a floodplain or if there's been some sort of significant flooding in the past? What would 
prompt someone to have to make a disclosure under this law uh, moving forward if the legislation is signed into law? This current law has very minimal requirements concerning flood risk. And what the new bill would do is that it would require a seller to disclose much more detailed information about property's flood history and risk. So for example, a seller would have to disclose, has the property ever flooded and how often due to a natural flood event, like a storm, river overflowing, they would have to disclose whether the property is located in a federal emergency management agency declared floodplain. That's usually the floodplain that's considered the 100-year flood or a 500-year flood. Those are floods that have like a certain probability of occurring in any given year. Um, and that's important because uh, if you're a home buyer and you're looking to purchase a home that's in the 100-year floodplain and you're going to be using a um, mortgage, then you are federally mandated to carry flood insurance. And sometimes that you don't find that out until closing and flood insurance can be quite costly, which is another requirement that sellers are now going to be required to disclose is whether there's flood insurance on the property and if it's mandatory that a, a person who's purchasing the property um, obtain flood insurance. So one of the things under federal law is that any home that has ever received federal aid to rebuild after a flood must forever carry flood insurance, regardless of who owns it in the future. And there's situations that we've seen in New York and other states where a home buyer purchased a home. They didn't know that there was that requirement on the property. They flooded. And when they went to get federal aid, they were denied because they didn't have flood insurance. So now going forward in New York, home buyers will be told if a property is required to have flood insurance on it um, so they can make a better informed decision about where they buy and uh, how to take care of their property in terms of, of mitigating flood risk. Does anything, though, under the current setup restrict a home buyer's ability to determine if a home is on a floodplain? Could they find that information out on their own? Correct. Yes. So if a buyer wants to find whether a home is in a floodplain, they can go to FEMA's mapping center um, online and type in the address and see if it's in or outside of the 100-year floodplain. But that information is rather limited. Those maps are often out of date and often do not capture the broader implications of flooding um, that you could get through a seller. So for example, that's not gonna tell you whether the property's ever flooded, how many times the property's flooded, whether insurance is required on the property. That's the only information that a buyer can get from a seller. Um, and that's why it's really important that not only do buyers be able to access the information from FEMA, but can also get disclosure from the seller about a property's flood history. So. If I'm a homeowner and I haven't had any flooding while I've been in a property and I'm planning to sell it, is it on me under this legislation, if it becomes law, to look up if I am on a floodplain, if that's you know information I might not have had any idea about beforehand? So as a, a seller, and this is true for all disclosures in the state, you only have to disclose what you have actual knowledge of. So for example, if you owned a home and it's never flooded in your ownership and you were never informed yourself whether it's flooded in the past, that's information that you're not going to have to look up and provide to uh, a buyer because you don't have actual knowledge of it. Um, just like if you don't have actual knowledge of whether asbestos is in the home, you're not going to be required to hire an inspector and you know figure out if asbestos is in the home just so you can sell the house. It's the only things that you know of um, or have actual knowledge of that you have to disclose. And finally, you talked about using this information to potentially make more informed decisions as a home buyer or to be able to take uh, mitigation efforts. But is there also a part of you and the NRDC that's motivated by the idea that 
maybe people shouldn't be living in some of these floodplain areas and that disclosing this might help uh, get people out of these areas? So we view disclosure as a way for people to make an informed decision that best suits their needs, whether that's choosing to live in a different area or just choosing to buy the property, but obtain flood insurance or mitigate um, the property through like elevating the utilities that reduce the risk of flooding. Really what we are trying to achieve is making sure that people have access to information and that there's transparency um, in the market. So people can make that decision that best protects themselves and their families from flooding. So the goal then isn't to get people out of these floodplain areas. Yeah, the goal more so is just to make sure that people have access to information so they make, can make a decision for themselves. And while ideally we'd like to see people um, not move into the riskiest areas, we also acknowledge that that has to be a decision for them. And so that's why it's really important that they get access to information. To, um, and that's where disclosure comes into play. Well, we've been speaking with Joel Scatta. He's an attorney who works on water issues related to climate change for the Natural Resources Defense Council. Joel, thank you so much for making the time. I really appreciate it. Oh, thank you for having me on the show. Support for Capital Press Room provided by the William G. Pomeroy Foundation. Communities across the Empire State have stories to tell. A roadside marker funded by the William G. Pomeroy Foundation can help your town or city educate the public, encourage pride of place, and promote local tourism. More about the Pomeroy Foundation's New York State Historic Marker Grant Program for 501c3 organizations, nonprofit academic institutions, and local state and federal government entities at wgpfoundation.org.